A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on Cricket World Cup podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and what a show we have for you today. With England less than 24 hours away from finding out whether they are guaranteed a semi-final place or not, Owen Morgan is in a brilliant mood. I think the most satisfying thing from the last game from our side is, is that we went out and, and played our brand of cricket. We were allowed to do that at the beginning, the way the two guys played. It, it felt more like the way that we play and the fact that we won doing that is, is extremely encouraging. A preview to Wednesday's match in Durham between England and New Zealand to come and you will hear from the Kiwis' Ross Taylor. No, I think there's you know, still a long way to go on this tournament and I think um, you know, hopefully we're not too far away um, to playing uh, the brand of cricket we know we, we can play because we definitely haven't played up to our potential so far and hopefully that's not too far away. Also on the show, Rohit Sharma after he scored yet another 100, this time against Bangladesh to knock the Tigers out of the competition. Virat Kohli's on the show and there's roundups from that match and Monday's humdinger between West Indies and Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. Well, welcome to the show. Just myself today, John Norman, reflecting on a couple of big games in the Cricket World Cup and also looking ahead to, to Wednesday's match between England and New Zealand. Uh, Bangladesh knocked out of the World Cup today, going down by 28 runs to India. Uh, another uh, action-packed game in front of a uh, fervent, primarily Indian supporting crowd. And yes, another century for Rohit Sharma. Let's see what he had to say following the game. No, I had a great, great feeling uh, right at the start. Uh, obviously, the pitch was good to bat on. Uh, it's a used pitch. Um, so, yeah, initially wanted to take some time and then uh, assess and see where we go from there. Is there something too that suggests it's going to be my day? Because your centuries have been scored at different paces. You started slowly against a couple of teams, against Pakistan. You got off today, you did too. Yeah, um, that's that's how it has been uh, for me, uh, this World Cup. Uh, the first game against South Africa, the conditions were a little challenging. Uh, so, I had to take my time uh, against England as well. Last time here around, uh, the pitch was two-paced. It wasn't coming, at, coming on to the bat as uh, I would normally like to. Uh, and they used the slower balls really well, uh, the conditions really well. 
but again uh, you know batting first uh, obviously there's no pressure of uh, scoreboard uh, so you you come out uh, thinking that you know you want to be positive so that's what i was trying to do how much of your game plan revolved around the fact that there was a shorter boundary there because you got lucky a little bit early on uh, yeah of course uh, i was lucky uh, fortune favors the brave i guess uh, you know but again uh, i i never think uh, um, when i bat i never think about the shorter boundary and things like that because if i'm in good touch uh, you know i can i all my game is all about piercing the piercing the field and uh, once i'm in there and obviously the idea is to put pressure on the bowlers and uh, once you're set uh, you know that's what i was trying to do so big thanks to Sky Sports for that audio. Rohit Sharma top scoring with 104 and alongside KL Rahul putting on 180 for the first wicket. India in the end running out of steam a little bit, 314 for nine. And at times in the run chase, well, Bangladesh looked like they might be able to go close. But in the end, despite a 50 for Mohammed Siafuddin, as well as 50s for Shakib Al-Hassan, they were always just behind the eight ball. And it means that game against Pakistan at Lords on Friday is possibly a chance for Pakistan to qualify for the last four if England lose to New Zealand. But Bangladesh will not be making the semi-finals. That match we know. In terms of the wickets, there was another four for Jasper at Bumrah and a fifer for the Fizz. Mustafa Sir Rahman as India, as I say, kind of ran out of steam and... Possibly, when you consider the way they did something similar at Edgbaston against England, that's something that they're going to have a look at before uh, the semi-finals take place. India, of course, guaranteed to be in the top four. And Virat Kohli uh, was in a slightly more cheerful mood following the game than he was on Sunday. Deserve a lot of credit for the fight they put up. I mean, even till the last wicket, I think they were um, in the game with their intent. So we had to work hard for the win. And... um, yeah, but very happy that we saw Q in front of the team's name on the on the table now. I mean, it was almost there anyway, but now one box ticked, breathing a little better. Yeah, look, uh, another game as an opportunity for us to do the same things yeah. that we've done so far in the tournament. And um, I think that will keep us in the frame of mind that we need to be in uh, heading into the semi-finals. So, yeah, as, as I said, very, very happy that we qualified already one game to spare. And um, as, a, as a captain and the whole team is very, very happy at the moment. Now, interesting, you went in with five bowlers today. You didn't have a sixth bowling option unless you were going to bowl yourself. That's a big vote of confidence in, say, someone like Hardik, isn't it? Who's bowled so well for you. Yeah, look, uh, we experienced that Hardik, when put under pressure, has come back really well yeah. in this tournament. Um, you know, first three, four overs, if they travel, he finds a way to contain the runs and get you wickets. So, I think he's really looking forward to doing stuff for the team. And that's really helping his cricket. And um, when it comes to bowling, he thinks like a batsman. So, he has a gut feel of what the batsman might do. So, when someone bowls like that, you always have that extra bit of cushion of knowing what needs to be done in different situations. He actually wants the ball under pressure because he thinks like yeah. a batter. So, he can check body language and know what to bowl when. So, yeah, he's bowling really well for us. I know five bowlers was a bit of a gamble, but yeah. we had to change combinations because of the ground dimensions. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Was this a team uh, selected specifically for this game? Yes, it was. I mean, yeah. uh, we wanted to try out the perfect combination when we play a small boundary. and. Um, 
we can't be stubborn about playing one combination uh, for every pitch and every dimension that we play in. So, yeah, we needed to be a bit more flexible because we didn't win the last game and, um, yeah, we just got the result today. Tell me, what's the feeling sitting there when Rohit tees off like that? He's in some form. <laughs> well, I've been watching it for years now and yeah, I've been true. saying it publicly, openly. I think, in my opinion, he's the best one-day player around and, um, you know, when he plays like that, it's a joy to watch and um, he's having the tournament of his life and we are so, so delighted to see him bat the way he is because when he plays well, we know we're heading towards a big score and um, that's all you need in the change room. When he plays like that with so much confidence, all the guys in the change room get so much confidence watching him play and everyone's ready to go out there and, you know, strike from ball one. So, yeah, really, really happy for him. He's really going well and hopefully in three more games to go, he can put two more big scores there. Virat Kohli there speaking to Sky Sports. So, the table as things stand still has uh, Australia top with India in second. Uh, those two will end up in those positions. The uh, net run rate for India uh, is uh, quite in excess of what New Zealand have managed. So it's down to New Zealand, England and Pakistan for the final two places with New Zealand's superior run rate, meaning that you'd have to see something pretty disastrous from their point of view for them not to qualify. England, though, going into that match, that uh, they will progress to the semi-finals if they win on Wednesday. Uh, in terms of the match that uh, occurred on Tuesday, though, let's just hear a match report from TalkSport 2's Jake Robson. India have won by 28 runs at Edgbaston, emphatically so in the end, two wickets in two balls from Jasprit Bumrah to get rid of Rubel Hussain and Mustafiza Rahman, two brilliantly bowled Yorkers as well. The win, you have to say, was set up though by India's batsmen. Rohit Sharma, 104, and Kale Rahul, 77, saw the pair of them put on 180 for the first wicket inside 30 overs. They were well supported by Rishabh Pant, 48, and MS Dhoni, 35, as they set 315 to win from their 50 overs. And Bangladesh's innings, well, their batsmen all got in and then got out. Tamim made 22, Sumi Asaka 33, Mushfika Rahim 24 and Litton Das 22. They all made starts, they did the hard part and then they threw their wickets away. Shaqib El Hassan was their top scorer with 66 to take him second in the overall run scorer for the tournament and pass the 500 mark. A brilliant effort from him. There was a late resistance from the Bangladesh lower order. Mohamed Saifuddin made 51, not out from just 38 and Sabir Rahman, 36 from 36, but it wasn't enough. They made India sweat towards the back end, but only slightly before Bumrah finished it off nicely. Bangladesh, well, they haven't disgraced themselves at all in this World Cup, although they do go home. It means they can't catch England, who are in fourth spot. India, they stay second, but they've qualified for the semi-finals. They're now on 13 points. There was, of course, another brilliant game on Monday between two teams that uh, were already knocked out of the World Cup, Sri Lanka and West Indies. Uh, two sides who of course we're very familiar with here at TalkSport and TalkSport 2 having toured Sri Lanka for a couple of months before last Christmas and of course jetting around the Caribbean uh, this time uh, well a couple of months ago it was an absolute crackerjack game of uh, cricket and uh, TalkSport 2 Sam Ellard has more What a game of cricket Sri Lanka beating the West Indies by 23 runs to win this blockbuster encounter at Chesterloo Street West Indies were chasing 339 to win. They were struggling badly though at 199 for six. But then Fabian Allen, the number eight, joined Nicholas Poran at the crease and they put on 83 together to get the West Indies 
back into the game. Alan smashing 51 from 32. But Nicholas Poran, take a bow. He did not deserve to be on the losing side. He made a fantastic 118 from 103 balls. 11 fours and four sixes. And as we entered the final overs of the match, it looked as if Alan and Poran were going to see the West Indies home. But then Alan was run out and Poran edged behind off the bowling of Angela Matthews in the 48th over. It was Matthews's first first delivery that he bowled in the day in the 48th over of the second innings. The West Indies tail couldn't quite get them over the line. Credit though has to go as well to Lassith Malinga. Once again, brilliant bowling figures from the veteran fast bowler. 10 overs, 55 runs. He picked up three wickets. Earlier on in the day, the West Indies won the toss. They put Sri Lanka into bat where they made 338 for six. Kusal Pereira got them off to a flyer as he made 64 runs. But the headlines will go to Avishka Fernando. He made 104 from 103 balls. It was his first ever one-day international 100 as Sri Lanka posted 338 for six. The West Indies gave it a really, really good go. Again, Poran making a 118, but they just couldn't quite get over the line. Sri Lanka with their third win of this World Cup. They won by 23 runs. So another couple of points for Sri Lanka. And uh, to be honest with you, they've probably over-exceeded expectations. They've got eight points now. One game to come, although that is against India. Uh, the big game this week, though, England taking on New Zealand. And uh, the winner, as we all know, will make it through to the semi-finals. Owen Morgan and Ross Taylor have been speaking today. Uh, Owen Morgan asked whether he decided on the starting eleven. I haven't seen the wicket yet, so our selection decision and the balance of the side will be down to the wicket and what we think is the most effective against the New Zealand batting line. It'll be really interesting to see what starting eleven England go with. If you listen to Sunday's show, Steve Harmison, who of course played all his county cricket in Durham of the opinion that with the big boundaries you need two spinners but who do you drop surely you don't drop the uh, local boy Mark Wood but when you consider the likes of Ben Stokes and Liam Plunkett have both got lots of experience playing at that ground it's going to be a really really tough call um, Owen Morgan was also asked about the way England had responded in that win over India to the Australia defeat it was clear that after the Australia game that there was a huge amount of disappointment in the changing room um, and the fact that we've been able to turn that around, identify where we're at and, and identify what we need to do in order to progress to the semis, make things clear about how we want to continue to play, which haven't changed, is important and it, it's been effective. What will also be interesting is how New Zealand go about targeting the England captain. They would no doubt have picked up on the fact that he's been out on the hook two games in a row and not with that many runs behind him. So that'll be uh, very interesting indeed. Uh, Owen Morgan as well, reflecting on a uh, punishing defeat four years ago in Wellington when the game was nearly over before the scheduled mid-innings interval break. Um, Stephen Finn probably is still having nightmares about it. Brendan McCullough and the captain um, blasting his way to a, a very, very low total after uh, Tim Southey had taken a seven for. And uh, Owen Morgan saying that the loss back in 2015 to New Zealand in that manner was a horrible feeling. Close to rock bottom as I've been, um, certainly as a captain, as a player, being beaten off the park like that is humiliating. I think the influence throughout that whole World Cup on all the other teams around the world was quite extreme. Uh, New Zealand proved a point that you can actually be really good humans and, and grow the game and play cricket in your own way and win at the same time. 
which is incredibly eye-opening for a lot of countries around the world. I thought that rubbed off on everybody in the World Cup. So what are the Kiwis then? They'll no doubt be looking back at that game with very different uh, memories. And Ross Taylor, not the captain, but standing in for Kane Williamson, um, was just speaking about captaincy. Uh, McCullum, of course, the captain back then, Williamson now. And this is what he had to say about the difference between the two. Played with Brendan for 20-odd 20, 20 years. Uh, as a youngster, he's, he's going to be aggressive regardless of the situation. Um, you know, it, it's just who he is. And, you know, whether it's gambling on the bus or, um, or commentating, he's going to be, be aggressive. It's, it's fantastic to, to listen to and watch. But, um, you know, as I said, you just got to play what's in front of you and we'll just have to wait and see. Brendan would want to set very attacking fields throughout the whole match. Um, and Kane would, you know, pick his moments when he wants to attack. I mean, you can talk to numerous people, depending on who you want to um, talk to, which is the right way. At the end of the day, if you win cricket, it doesn't matter how attacking or, um, or, or if you're not attacking. Um, winning the game of cricket at the end of the day is our main objective, and um, however you do that. So good stuff from Ross Taylor there. He also had this to say about the way England play their ODI cricket now. Since the last World Cup have been the form side, um, both away from home and, and at home. Um, they play an attractive brand of cricket and, you know, they trust, trust their batting lineup and bowling lineup to come in, I think. You know, Archer has added a, a different dimension um, and balance to their side. Uh, you know, he's a fantastic bowler, but I probably haven't seen the best of him with his batting because I think he's a fantastic batsman as well. Um, no, I think you've still got to be authentic to yourself and I think they've found a brand of cricket that's you know, suits them uh, down to a T and, um, you know, I've, how much of that's come down to, to us, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, they're definitely playing a, a great brand of cricket that a lot of play, teams around the world are, are probably looking up and, and saying, you know, that's a bit of us. One thing that I think we can expect is a pretty even matchup between two teams who have, in recent times, really conjured up some memorable matches in ODI cricket as well as tests. And that's something that Ross Taylor was keen to flag out. Every time we've played England in the last little while, it's been a great series. I think came down to the wire um, in that series back home. And, and the last time we were here, it was a must-win. Uh, I think it was 2 all. Um, and, and Johnny Bairstow, um came, came in fresh and, and batted outstandingly well. Obviously, uh, an- another big game coming up. You know, hopefully we're up for it. So it's England against New Zealand at Chester Street on Wednesday. The match gets underway at 10.30. Teamland toss at 10. It'll uh, be fascinating to see which teams are put out there because uh, I kind of imagine it might be a first run out for Tim Southey, for New Zealand, especially after the heroics of four years ago, and possibly for England. Could we see Mark Wood drop from his home ground we shall have to see you can follow all the action on talk sport and talk sport too myself john norman and also guy swindles across the match for both stations and hopefully you will be able to join us before steve harmison takes over with his world cup phone in between six and seven on talk sport too that's pretty much all we've got time for today to never miss an episode be sure to subscribe either on apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app see you for the next show where myself and steve harmison will hopefully be reacting to another england win in their must-win game with New Zealand. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final... 
you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 